This podcast is recorded on the ancestral lands of the Tongva people. Welcome to the Cratewell podcast, where we explore the intersections of creativity, wellness, and entrepreneurship. I'm Ray Saragosa, musician, singer-songwriter, composer, roller skater, dog mom. You can find my work on IG at at Ray Saragosa. And I'm Erica Elon, paddleboarder, wannabe fitness instructor. Woo! You are my Someday. fitness instructor, so let's just say you are one. Oh my gosh. And a painter. You can find my work at, at Erica Elon on IG. And this week we're talking about art and spirit with our special guest, Joelle Leo. They said if I wanna make it, gotta starve and stress and sell. But if I'm gonna be an artist, well, I wanna create well. Yeah, you gotta create well. Episode 14 <laughs> Art and Spirit. Art and spirit. And today we are recording in the evening. This is new for us. Which is beautiful because I'm looking out the window at the sunset. Uh. My back's to the lovely. sunset right now. You got, you got the better deal. I get the view. I get both Ray's lovely oh. face and the sunset. <laughs> what more could you want? Oh, how was your week, Ray? <laughs> it was good. I had a good week. I, I, uh, like, I spent many hours packaging and shipping out vinyl records. Um, those of you listening who are fans of my music and ordered vinyl, you have all been patiently waiting because... Woo. Due to, you know, COVID and, and all everything. everything people are, are going through, small businesses, um, my vinyl production was significantly delayed. So it came in this week and I shipped it all out and that felt amazing. Wait, where is it? I want to see it. Oh, it's right there. You can grab one. Oh my gosh. I'm grabbing one right now. <laughs> you can't see it, everyone. Oh, but. it's gorgeous though. Let me describe every piece <laughs> of it to you. It is a white background with... Actually, who is this artist again? I love this sketch of you. Oh, oh. yes. So this is Mika Sen Art. Um, at Mika Sen Art. M-I-K-A-S-E-N Art on Instagram. I found her to do the artwork, literally just like Instagram DMing her. And she, at the time when she did this artwork, was 16 years old. Now I think she's maybe 17, maybe turning 18 pretty soon. Um, but she is amazing. And that also shows the power of cold emails. I, I cold emailed Mika Sen Art and uh, commissioned her to do a bunch of artwork for my this album. So yay, cold emails. Yeah, it's seriously gorgeous. I'm going to just like do a quick ad for you. Okay. It's basically like you're getting an incredible art print because her work mm. is stunning and truly the back is ray with a wolf coming out of her which who doesn't want a sketch of ray <laughs> oh with a wolf God. coming out of her? you're making me blush it's over really here. epic oh and um no but actually it's like a gorgeous vinyl album yeah and you can see the album cover on yeah. my website raisyargoza.com or my instagram at raisyargoza um so you can see exactly what erica's talking about um but yeah, enough about me. That was your week. <laughs> the vinyls have gone out. So exciting. <clears throat> no, my week has been, um, you know, I work with, I work with Thunder Voice Hat Co., a small mm -hmm. business, growing small You've business. You've all been so busy. We've been like blowing busy. up. It's blowing up. Like every day I check TikTok and IG oh. and all y'all are just like more famous than you were the day before. Dang. And I'm just so proud of Lehigh and your whole team. Yeah, it's so fun. I think so many of our friends and fellow artists are small business owners. Yeah. And right now, 
I'm like, every day is such a joy because we're seriously watching everyone blow up. Yeah. Like sales and success, like, Mm -hmm. and it's in the midst of COVID. And I know this isn't the reality for everyone, Mm -hmm. but, um, just, just seeing our community, a, a branch of it thrive in that way. Absolutely. And I think that that is a huge, that is because of this broader shift in, um, attitudes towards supporting small business and supporting indigenous owned businesses. Thunder Voice Hatco is owned by Lehigh Thunder Voice Mm -hmm. Eagle, a Navajo artist. Yeah. And a lot of our friends, all of these indigenous owned companies are doing really well because I think that finally people are opening up their eyes of, Hey, this holiday season, let's support Mm -hmm. indigenous owned businesses Mm-hmm. and black owned businesses yep. and Asian American owned businesses and minority owned businesses because hey that has not been done yeah we're for circulating money in this way that's not happened yet. yeah so I'm like Super shamelessly exciting. proud of our community and you know it is a tough time but I'm just so so glad to just see how much Thunder Voice Hacko has been up. growing yeah. and Oh, I just, I feel very yeah. honored to be a friend and model. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best. No. So I've been, I've been just kind of supporting there where I can. And then, um, also Thunderbirds Hat Co works with, uh, Lehigh's cousin who's mm-hmm. on Navajo nation right now. And as we're all kind of entering in this next phase of the lockdown yeah. and um, Navajo nation is really it's suffering really right rough now. right now. Their um, yeah. intensive care units are at a hundred percent. So oh I've just been trying to coordinate with her from afar, pay attention to kind of what she's um, needing. And if mm-hmm. you have any interest in learning more about yes. that, you can find her work. It's a Martin 2727 is her personal IG. Aju families to families is the mutual aid group that she and her family head up. Um, so yeah, just uh, trying to support uh, the work she's been doing this week as well. It's Amazing. a lot. She's caring a lot for a lot of people. So incredible um another uh uh woman on the ground yeah on the navajo nation is my friend ali young and so mm. i definitely suggest everyone check out her work as well um protect the sacred now yes and ali young also yep. doing amazing work on the navajo nation yeah um, the mutual aid again it's like this we it's so exciting seeing money being funneled differently than mm-hmm. it has in the past. Yeah. We're a lot more educated about the difference between not that nonprofits are wrong, but the mm-hmm. difference between supporting a nonprofit who's mm-hmm. come into a community to help right. versus mutual aid, the community rising up to right. do their to own help work. their own. Yep. Yeah. Um, again, Amazing. a place that we're funneling money differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's, it's exciting and it's healing. Mm-hmm. It's good work. That's great. I'm glad you were able to be in touch with her this week. Um, and so this week, you know, mm-hmm. our theme, we're talking about art and spirit, which yeah. I'm really, I'm just smiling, like cheesing right now, because I feel like this is something that we talk about a lot mm-hmm. and have not talked about it on the pod mm-hmm. yet. And, you know, we're 14 episodes deep and it feels like we've talked about a lot of things, but this is something that we definitely have not, I don't think touched on at all. Yeah. And so Erica, when you think about art and spirit, what comes to mind? Whew. I think, to be honest, I'm still in a bit of a knee-jerk reaction mm-hmm. of how much spirit has been used and weaponized to harm people. Mm-hmm. 
and that there's so much work we have to do in reclaiming mm. and renaming mm-hmm. and um, relearning what it is to create and really work from a place of spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think my initial response mm-hmm. is that mm, trusting that everything truly moves and grows from that space like Mm -hmm. the good grows Mm -hmm. from that space Mm -hmm. um and that when we can really enter into the invitation that I think we all have to enter into this broader story of creating one that's Mm -hmm. beyond just the individual entering into something bigger Mm -hmm. like spirit like whatever Mm -hmm. however you name something beyond who you are yeah that's when we can create well well from that place (laughs) yeah Yeah, it feels like i mean spirit could mean something different to every single person you know, some people will say like spirit equals God or someone's like spirit equals spirituality. And what does spirituality yeah. mean to that person? Right. Is spirituality equal religion? Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, yes. Oftentimes not. Um, it's like, do you consider yourself a spiritual person? Do you believe in spirit? Do you believe in God? Like there's just so many levels to the word spirit. Yeah. And um, I guess in my head, I was going to ask you, and I can also just answer this too, is like, what is like the definition of spirit mm. to you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I guess if I were to answer, oh gosh, now I'm like, what do I, I say? Know. <laughs> like, what does spirit mean to me? Mm. And honestly, for, to me, a lot of it is spirit equals creativity. Yeah. And I yep. think that um, if anyone here has ever done or read The Artist's Way, mm. it's very much about how like creativity is a spiritual experience. Yeah. And um, I grew up without participating in any organized religion mm-hmm. um my dad's family uh like was catholic but my mom's family was like kind of like went back and was buddhist and mm-hmm. yeah so but we grew up very much with like a lot of different like nuggets of different cultures and spiritualities like mm-hmm. um but as an adult i have found spirituality in so many different forms and i'm a incredibly spiritual person in my in my uh how I feel. And I, I think that like, I'm a, I love God and spirit and all of that is like huge for me, but I don't participate really in any specific organized yeah. religion. I kind of like love learning from all of them, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I also feel like creativity is, um, is the greatest way for me to like honor and worship spirit and God. Mm-hmm. And so the artist way, actually I did this year during quarantine was like a huge, way of kind of accessing that spiritual center to create from yeah. and to know that your creativity is something larger than yourself yeah. and that my songs and my creations don't come from this place of human ego of like yeah. this finite, like it comes from like a place um, that's larger than me. It comes yeah. from like a spiritual place and mm-hmm. um, an ancestral place. Mm-hmm. And the one thing uh, I'll sh- my, the last thing I'll share about it is one time I was listening to uh, a songwriter speak mm-hmm. and this changed my life. What she said, she said, I am a television set and the antennas, I have antennas. And like, that's how I receive the information yeah. for my work. She was like, if you had, if you were looking at a television set, would you like go up to the television set and be like, that television show is great. Like great job. She's like, no, like that comes from like God above the spirits Mm -hmm. above. And so 
I mm. loved that. <clears throat> because source. it feels, yeah, yeah, it feels like I'm channeling something that I can't fully take credit for. Well, and I know we've talked about this before too. And we say this all the time on the podcast about like creating something out of nothing or the creative imagination mm-hmm. and like the ability of uh, us as humans to truly create from mm-hmm. nothing. And I think music is the best example of it because when you really think about what music is, what harmony, harmony is mm. what gets me because it's like, why does this exist? Mm. There's literally no <laughs> reason. Like with paint and stuff, we can argue, well, it's dirt and it's wood. And like, mm. we can like really break it down to sound technical and kind of boring. Mm-hmm. But music, you can't Mm -hmm. like parse out like that because the fact that like you can sing a note and then somebody over here can sing a note and somebody over here can sing a note and it can like it can either sound dissonant Mm. or it can sound unified or it can sound like it all actually works together. That is spirit because there's no reason that that exists except Mm -hmm. to whether whether you say worship or whether you say um celebrate or whether you say um unify whatever it is Mm -hmm. there's good in that like there's nothing else but good and Mm -hmm. like um a profound other experience something you can't explain yeah yeah I I feel that I feel that so much and you know we're talking you're talking to Joelle later on the pod and Oh my gosh, like so many of the things he said. I mean, we could have themed this episode so many different things that yep. he talk, talked about so much. <laughs> but, you know, something he said was that you will hear later, but it was, if it wasn't made with love, I didn't make it. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, that's a huge part of spirit is like, it's love yep. and creating something from that place of just um, pure, pureness um, and not creating something with an. Uh, with a desired outcome yeah and i think that i'm I'm taking actually a spirituality class right now on zoom and (laughs) one of the things my biggest takeaways from it is to walk with life uh to walk in life and to uh everything i do um to come from a pure place and not from a place of desiring a specific outcome yeah with every song i write um with every even when you're doing a task that has been assigned to you Mm. Um, to, if you come from a place of truly um, trying to find its truth mm-hmm. um, rather than trying to s- get the be- get the most money out of it or the this or this mm-hmm. or the, I think that's kind of what I took away from when Joel said that line yeah. and I think that is very much about like aligning with love for me is like aligning with creativity which is like aligning with spirit so tell us about Joel Joel I you'll hear how I found his work um in the interview but he truly his work defines often Mm -hmm. many days of my week wow (laughs) um and um i'm just honored that he he's joined us he's sitting with us this week um and sharing some of his wisdom with us so here's from his ted talk bio Ooh, look how fancy a ted very, talk very, i wish i had a ted talk bio right well you have a ted talk song i've heard it okay. um joelle leon is a performer author and a storyteller from the bronx he's the author of a book about things i will tell my daughter and god wears do rags too and the father to lila and west he tells stories for black people he's been featured in 
all sorts of everything you can really write down. Uh, you know, Columbia Journal, BBC News, Sirius XM, Forbes, Insider, Medium, all the wonderful wow. things. Um, and he's just the kindest human. So he joined us this week. So excited about this interview. I mean, I just like if I could have his voice in my ears all the time, just right? like <laughs> saying all of these incredible, <laughs> beautifully profound, yeah. poetic things yeah i would be very happy <laughs> and here he is but this happens all the time bad day but not good time <laughs> oh, hi joelle hi hi so i know of your work and I, a little bit later i'm gonna talk about how i initially found your work but the reality is I, I know of your work through snippets and sound bites and these like fleeting moments on social media of encountering your words and like maybe a sentence that you share with people in a day. And so can you and, and I know that your work contains multitudes beyond a sentence that you're sharing in a day, however impacting that is. So can you introduce the work that you create in the world a little in your own words? Yeah, um, and, and thank you for, for, for that um, kind. Um, oh my gosh, I, I adore your work. We'll get to more of that, but oh my gosh. I mean, I mean, the, the, the feeling is mutual. If you could trade, right. if you could trade practices <laughs> for a day, I would, I would be, I would oh be happy. God. I would be thank immensely you. entertained. Um, oh my I mean, you know, for, for for lack of a better word, and it's a term that I landed on maybe about a couple of years ago that I felt like um, really encapsulated how I try to show up is I, I'm a storyteller, you know, um, mm. I, I, I tell stories, I, 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 you know, and I primarily, I, and I say it in my bio, I tell stories for black people, you know, I mm. am a, for those who are not, who do not know, I am a black man, I am a cis black man. Um, who was born and raised in the Bronx. And so based on the things that I saw, that I grew up around, um, based on the culture that I was able to um, immerse myself in, specifically when we're talking about the culture of hip hop, um, mm. for me, storytelling has been the greatest way I've been able to find freedom of self. I've been able to learn how to love myself in a more um, responsible and appropriate way. Um, in a less harmful way. And that's been through essays, that's been through poems, that's been through music and rapping and battling and ciphers, that's been, mm. you know, that's been acting on stages or acting in film. It's been a, a multitude of ways that I've, I've been given um, by, I, I think by, by the grace of, of God and the universe, the ability to perform mm. and, and to use my creative practice in a way that, uh, that um, I hope, hope I hope um, it, it enriches people as much as it as it has enriched me, um, but it but it all boils down to storytelling and me being able to tell stories um, for my people specifically. Mm. Is there a storyteller that formed you most over over your life? There's a few. I mean, you know, like it 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 changed. Um, you know, uh, Gordon Parks was a very big influence on me early on mm -hmm. because Gordon Parks is really the first person I had learned of who 
um, you know, back in the day, we called it a Renaissance man. Um, and for me, it, it was like, you know, he was a photographer, he was a filmmaker. He did all these things that I think spoke to not just the black experience, but the human experience. And there was something mm. that excited me about that. When I look at the Lorraine Hansberries of the world, the, the Langston Hughes of the world, like, you know, my, my, the, the, the storytellers that, that came before me, um, Sonia Sanchez and Nikki Giovanni. Um, and then growing up as a, as a, as a fond, fond fan of, of, of rap and emceeing and hip hop. Um, it, it really became um, about like the Jay Z's of the world, the, the mm. Biggies of the world, the Nas's of the world, um, the uh, Yasin Bey's, formerly known as Most Def. Yasin played a really big role, I think, in that for me because you know Yasin was an actor before he became a rapper, um, mm. and a lot of people don't know that like, he'd been acting since he was thirteen, um, and so when I saw him really flexing his muscles as both both a uh, uh, a theater practitioner, right? Not just a film actor, but a person who showed up, whether it was for Deaf Poetry Jam or whether mm. it was for like him p performing on Broadway. It was really about him using his medium and using his voice and his capacity as a storyteller to 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 just make art. You know, mm. Andre Three Thousand. You know, um, Kanye West. Um, for good or for worse, for better or for worse, you know, there are a lot of folks I think, and they, they yeah. primarily come from the from 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 music. I think that allowed me to feel like I could, I could lean into the things that I felt um, spoke to me without fear, right. you know. Well, and so many of those names that you talked about and the forums you talked about are focused on meeting people exactly where they're at, the storytelling of that moment of encounter, and that's. That's how I see your work so much is showing up. I mean, the the pieces of your work that I know, um, showing up in a social media sphere, showing up in people's daily lives in the rhythms that we're all in of checking our phone, of um, checking in with what our community is doing and saying. Um, and you're meeting people in those spaces. And not only are you meeting them there with art, but it's with healing. Yeah. And it... And that seems so intentional to me when I see see the way that you share things, the words that you share on a particular day, in a particular moment. Where are some of the roots of of that healing that you're sharing with people? I mean, you know, I, I, first of all, um, again, Erica, thank you so much. That I, I appreciate you. That, that, that there was a lot of love in in, in, in that and thoughtfulness, and so mm. thank you for that. I, I um, you know. I think for me, the the practice was really trying to figure out who I was, and and I think that's an ever evolving um, entity. Like me as Joelle Leon is very different than, and I hate talking about myself in the third person, but who I was, you know, who I was even five days ago was probably a little different. It's colored a little different. It's flavored a little different, and so I've the the, the more I've been able to practice self-love and vulnerability and leaning leaning into my truth and learning and relearning what I think my truth is the more the more I've been able to grow and the greater capacity I think I've been able to have for um, myself and for others and so the work mm. really is I mean it, it started very young for me and I think art art was the gateway to that for me I think there was a lot of shadow um shadow work mm. that I needed to do because I think there was a lot of uh um 
living for other people in my early 20s and even going into my mid and late 20s, trying to appease other people to make other people happy, walking on eggshells in order to make others comfortable. Um, and a lot of that was also me not really checking the, the power that was um, untapped within me. Mm. And, you know, I was fortunate, fortunate enough to have, I think social media, outside of the social media, I had a community, but social media played a, a, a very big role in, in, in affirming some of those things for me. I started sharing my poetry and not like, you know, cause, and I make a very, I think there's a very sharp distinction between the things that I consider affirmations, um, which, which I think is what, what you're talking about, the things that I share yeah. on, really on IG and Twitter. And in the poems that I actually, I, I share in between those sometimes, like yeah. I've, I've, I've started sharing my poems on, on Instagram stories because for me, it was an easier way to get the mess, like to get the work out there because I just like putting it out. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's about the output in the process for me, um, you know, and, and having things resonate with people that, that means a lot to me because it means that the work, the work has value outside of that. But what it means to me is that the work is not, um, not just for me. And if it's feeding other people, that's how I get fed. You know, it's very, it's, yeah. it's, it's, no, it's no different than, you know, when I think about like how my mom invites people to the house and she cooks for people. And like, mm. that's how she gets fed. It's by feeding others. And like my art has, has done that service for me. But I think that practice started on social media when I was putting poems out and people would respond to them. And, you know, like even when I was putting music out there, the response I was getting from the music doesn't mm. even come close to the response I've been getting now. Um, when it comes to like the affirmations and, and, and the work that I'm getting to do in the community. But it was the starting ground for me putting my truth out there because I was speaking my truth in music before I was speaking in any place else. Music was the first place that I really got to be super vulnerable and candid about ex-relationships, about, you know, my struggles as uh, as, as a dad and, and all these other things. Mm. It, it allowed me the opportunity to really do that. And the it opened the door, I think, for me to really try to explore more how I could be of service, not just to myself, but to others and using art as the, as the uh, conduit for that. Yeah. I have a, like, um, question I've always been curious about with your work too, because you, you share, so you call them affirmations. Is that, yeah, I love that. And, and what's so crazy about them? Cause I, I feel, experience it in my own life with your words and I watch it happen because I I know other people who encounter your work as well is and this is what's amazing about art and words and music and all of these different forms of art is it truly will change an entire day or an entire lookout on on what you're encountering in life and who you're seeing in the next moment and how you treat somebody that day that that kind of beauty in power is just so amazing to me and something you exemplify um I can tell that you trust that power that it holds um and um what's the right word respect that power um and so my very um (laughs) my very selfish question is how do you choose the background for the words that you're sharing <laughs> that is a very that is a very good question wait, wait before before we go on though because like, yes. it felt like it felt like you were breaking up a little bit so i'm not sure if that was me or if that was you oh can shoot you me, can you hear me clearly yeah i can hear you okay mm-hmm. so can you sound clear now okay just make Perfect. okay good um but not <laughs> it's it, you know okay so i'll walk you through the process because it it it, it kind of goes depending on how i feel 
Mm-hmm. You know, like when I initially started putting backgrounds and, and, and when I had this conversation, first of all, let me shout out Rob Hill, Rob Hill Sr. Because mm-hmm. Rob Hill Sr. was the first person I saw who would, he was like, Rob Hill was just taking, like he would cut his tweets and then paste them, paste them on different backgrounds. He was using color backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And I never really thought about doing it. I didn't want to do it because like I saw my man, like, you know, that's my homie. And I'm like, I don't want to be doing nothing that anybody else is doing. So mm-hmm. I'm going to keep like, at a point, there was a point in time where I was putting a lot of other things against backgrounds. Like when I was, I would post my poems and I would put them and I would use the backdrop of like famous, famous African-American artists that I admired. Mm-hmm. I would use really dope pictures that featured black, black faces in them. And I would put my poems against it. Like that's what I was doing. Like I had nothing to do with my affirmations. And then um, one day I just kind of was like, okay, well, listen. Like, what if I'm going to do this, what is a way that I can make it unique to myself? And so I started looking for, um, like, anything that featured African print. Like, I wanted something that felt very much ancestral and carried that kind of energy. And that was kind of probably the first choices I started making. And then I started, and then after a while, I was like, okay, well, I want to do something different. And then I pivoted, I think, at one point I was in, like, a mood for just flowers. So it was just flowers. Even now, I've, I've come back to that. And that was something I started doing last year. Um, that like randomly last, like there was a, a, a picture I saw of a cloud and I was like, oh, this feels really cool. And then, so I just, was, I was inspired by clouds and skylines for like a good mm-hmm. two weeks, you know, like it, it very much is dependent on my mood. Like I'm not trying to create, um, like a grid, like the perfect grid of like colors or patterns mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like, if this is the mood that I'm in, then that's what I want to do. Like I am mindful of, okay, well this, this may like my aesthetic. It's about my aesthetic. Like if I think something looks ugly, then I don't want to post it. You know, like yeah. I'll spend, I'll, you know, I'll spend a good, I could be like scrolling through Pinterest or Google for like a good 10 minutes before I find the image that feels like it matches the, the, the tone and sentiment of the affirmation. Um, and also the tone and energy of what I'm feeling in that moment. Like maybe I don't want to post flowers today. Like maybe I just want to post like, a fire hydrant but it also has to leave enough space for the words because it's not about the image the image just makes it easier to to to, to digest you know like mm-hmm. and that's what i learned like you know instagram is a visual platform like you get it you yeah. make visuals you know i i am a word person that's what i do i use words i make words and so i was like how can i just take the energy of what i've been doing on twitter what i've been had been doing on twitter forever and bring it onto the platform in a way that felt organic to me because I had other people asking me to do other things. Like, my friends would be like, yo, you should post your face more. Or, like, other things. And I was like, I don't, that's not what I want to do. You know, like, that. You don't want more selfies up there? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, like, you know, like, that. Like, like, I was like, yo, I want, I don't, this is, I, I want, I want people to know the words. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, that's going to be the most important part. And, like, sure, you know, if, if there's a way to lure them in, if, if people want to see a beard, that's great. And that, that used to work. But then it's gotten mm-hmm. to the point where, I mean, if we're being honest, which which I love, and this is what I wanted, like, you know, people, my my affirmations get way more love than any picture of Joelle gets. Yeah. And that, to me, yeah. has always been, that's what's important. You know, like, people yeah. getting and receiving something. People want the word. And that, and I'm mm-hmm. perfectly fine with that. And it helps that there's a visual behind it that draws them in. Yeah. No, I, I love, I love hearing where the visual piece comes from. The, you know, the first... So I was like, as I was thinking about speaking with you, I was like, I cannot just sit here and name off. Oh, remember when you wrote that one or this one about the seeds or the one about the water? 
<laughs> but that's how that's how impacting your words have been in in my life. But um, the the first piece, the first I don't know if this would be affirmation or a poem from you, but um, w- that I saw of yours was on December thirtieth in twenty nineteen, which is so interesting because it was like moments before we entered in to to 2020 um and there's been so much shifting but it was it it was i never saw my mother walk on water but i saw her wait for the bus in the snow to pay rent we define holy differently and i have read that so many times and i think about it because i never saw my mother wait in the bus to pay rent my my mother did countless things i would call holy but they were different things. And um, I think some of it is unveiling about the chasms and brokenness in the world, the ways we define holy differently, but also how we're woven together in our differences. Um, And I just, I'm constantly curious about the role of holiness and divinity in your work because it's so self-evident in it. So if you want to speak some to that. <laughs> no, I, I mean, first of all, thank you f- for that. Mm. Um, uh, I, you know, I wish I could remember where the impetus for that poem came from. Mm. I, I, I re- But I know that it was me trying to pay tribute to my mom. I might have seen something. Someone may have said something on Twitter that then provoked me to write that. That might have actually even just, it made a drop from the sky for all I know. I could have been writing Mm. or working on something and that could have been a line that got pulled out from something because I remember that line very, I remember those lines clearly because I remember people sharing them so much and and how great it was to me because it was like, I'm talking about my very black mother and the story Mm. behind that is that my mom, my mom was a nurse um, she was a medical surgical nurse, um, so she would prep. Hmm. She would prep patients before they had surgery. She she did wow. that for 33 years at Jacoby Hospital in the Bronx. And my mom worked the night shift. My mom used to work the day shift before I was born, but when I was born, my mom worked the night shift because she wanted to make sure she'd be home in time to help me with homework. And so mm-hmm. she would leave the house. She would make me my chocolate milk. I would walk into yeah. the door. She would, and then she would go downstairs. The the bus, the 12 bus stop was right across the street from us on Fordham Road. And so she would wait out there, rain, sleet, hail, or mm. regardless. And she would catch that 11 o'clock bus. And then she would work there until maybe she work at the hospital. So I think about 7, 7.30 and then she'd get home like 8.30 and then I'd go to school. But that's what my mom did. My mom did that for 33 years. You know, yeah. and to me that, to me, that's holy. To me, that is a, <laughs> that is, that is. That is God. Mm-hmm. And I think how we get to define God, how we get to define faith and, and how we get to define divinity and holiness, I think, is important. And, mm-hmm. and, and giving ourselves the freedom to to also redefine what that means for communities. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I think about, you know, not just Christianity or Catholicism or even, you know, um, Islam, Buddhism, um, okay. Judaism, right? Like I also have to think about like Yoruba and I had to think about all the other ancestral faiths and, and mm. ways of being and practice. And, you know, even when you think of the Greek gods, right? Like the plural, mm-hmm. like, like when, when we look at like Hindu, like Hinduism, right? That there's so many layers and textures to how folks approach holiness and divinity. And for me, blackness is, 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 is holiness. Mm. And my mother is, mm. is, is a God in my eyes because of that. And I get to redefine and define what God is for me. 
you know, and you know, like it's funny you got, you mentioned this because I it, it doesn't happen as often, but I used to get like I would you know I type in lowercase, and you know when I say God in lowercase, I'll have people try to will autocorrect it, right? Like they'll hmm. they'll quote tweet it and they'll capitalize God. I'm like it, it doesn't make a difference to me, like if you think that the way that I spell this word takes power away from the God that you believe in or I believe in, I think that's a bigger conversation. Um, you know, I, I, so for me, it's, it's, it's really about the God energy. And, and that's what I was trying to invoke when I was talking about my mother. Cause like when I'm writing poems, the, the poems, I might be playing with the words, but it is very much what I am seeing in my head. So if I'm telling you that, like I saw my mother wait for the bus because she did, you know, like the poems, the difference between the, the affirmations and the poems is that the affirmations are very matter of fact. They might mm. feel poetical because I think there's an energy behind them. And it's because of the way that I sit with words. But my poems are very intentionally worded in a way to not just cause thought, but to and evoke some level of creativity for folks and to inspire maybe other people to write poetry as well. Poetry, But that poem was inspired by my mom. First mm. Amazing. And I'm, I'm curious, you touched on it a little bit before, but how, how do you take care of yourself to be creating um, so kind of rhythmically, consistently? Um, I, I think having conversations like this, um, you know, mm. and I'm appreciative of this space and, and, you know, it's like trying to tap in and part of me tapping into that creativity is having conversations with other creatives and other artists who I admire and I respect. And also, reading reading has been reading Ooh. consistently and granted i haven't i haven't read in some time because you know my my eldest daughter was here for a couple of weeks and so mm-hmm. be having time to do anything besides chase a fire through has been very limited but um <laughs> you know like because five-year-olds you know got a five-year-old and i got a 10-month old and they, it's, oh my gosh it's just, exactly oh my gosh every single day every single day <laughs> oh my gosh this is literally what i'm saying um but I think, you know, reading has been so fundamental in how I get to show up for the, for the, for the work, because it's especially um, fiction. Like I, I read nonfiction and fiction, but fiction, fiction um, creates space for the poetry, creates space for a different kind of creativity. Um, when I'm reading nonfiction, it, it, that's what inspires the essays, because then it gets me thinking about the world in a way that I want to write about or tell my story or tell other stories. You know, when I'm reading nonfiction, my brain goes into the uh, goes into this very imaginary space, and I and I get to play and I play with words in a very different way. Um, but reading allows me to do that. And you know, when when and when the when the city was open more, um, museums were a very big part of that. Like any way I get to engage with art, you know, is is how I get to to continue to help myself lean into the practice of creativity. You know, the more I'm in, like, you know, for all intents and purposes, regardless of how difficult social media is for a lot of us, there's also some good. Like, I wouldn't have met you if it wasn't for social media. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I, you know, and I think it allows it, it allows us the opportunity to share. You know, when we get, when we start, like, people complain about Instagram becoming a marketplace, and I absolutely get that because again, that's a whole bigger, broader conversation about capitalism. Right. But what I can't recognize is, like, even with my IG stories, what I do, I do try to treat my IG stories like a marketplace, and it's not necessarily mm. even about buying things, but it's about seeing art, it's about seeing messages. Like, I imagine it being like a marketplace where you can 
whether it's you buying a good or seeing someone that you maybe didn't know you needed a word from, but you got, like, that's what my IG stories are. It's like, I want people to encounter different people who are either selling products or giving love or, you know, like teaching a thing. Like, I want people to feel like they're getting fed, you know, and, and, and I think art, the more I engage with art, the more I get fed, which then allows me to feed myself and also feed others in the process. Yeah, just like, just like the meals provided. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So the last question we ask everyone on our interviews, and just, of course, thank you, thank you for, for sharing all the words. It's, no, thank you. It's an honor. But is what does it mean to you to create well? Creating well means to me creating intentionally. It means creating without boundaries. It means creating with love in mind. Like it was, uh, it's something mm. I tweeted recently. Like if if it wasn't made with love, I didn't make it. Like oh, somebody yeah, else, I read that. right? Like somebody, <laughs> somebody else might have made it, you know. But I didn't. And like even when I think about your art, like there's a there's a practice, right? Like you're you're painting the faces of the people who matter to you right who mm. speak to you there's a there's a thing that you're called to do and so with that calling you then that then that then shows itself on the canvas and for me it's no different you know like creating well means paying attention to the spirit guides paying attention mm. to the energy that's calling me to show up so like you know you know for full transparency i haven't i, I haven't posted like an affirmation quote unquote in about three days because i just haven't had the words like it hasn't, I don't have the thing that feels like it resonates enough for me to want to share it on, on the platform. Twitter, Twitter is like the kitchen for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I put out words cause like I have a thought and like, I want to share the thought with other people. And part of it is me kind of seeing how people respond, but it's really me about, it's for me, it's seeing how my spirit responds once I click send. You know, because mm. once I do that, if it feels like, oh, wait, this feels like a thing I need to share with others, then I'll, I'll go and I'll go through the process. But it's labor intensive. And I mean, it's not, it's mm. not like, it's not like painting a canvas, but it's, it's. In, no, it's, but that's your process of painting a canvas, moving from being in your body to Twitter, to the yeah. visual of Instagram. I love that. It's yeah. layering. Yeah. Yeah, so like the Twitter's my kitchen and then like if I've made if I've if I'm saying something that I feel like is good enough to put put out to the world put out onto the um, you know, put out into the dining room, then 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 that's what we do. You know, but I haven't had it. I haven't had the thing yet. And so until I have the thing then I I don't wanna force it. Because I think for a while, and if, again, if I'm being transparent, for the past couple of like month or so, as much as I know the words have been resonating, it's been hit or miss. And I want to be very intentional, or continue to be intentional about how I show up in spaces for people. And I'm glad that people are getting fed, but I want to make sure people are are, are leaving the table full and satisfied and not, um, you know, questioning what they what, what they just ate, you know? Uh, well, thank you, thank you. And thanks just in general for showing up for so many people with with all the intention that you carry, um, it's noticed and it's healing and it's good work. So thank you. I, I really appreciate you joining us, Joelle. I thank you. I thank you. And now for the Create Well Challenge of the Week. For this week's Create Well Challenge, 
take two pages out of a journal and write about what art and spirit means to you and how that makes you feel. Do you feel love, inspiration, excitement, or fear, anger, frustration, whatever it brings up for you, journal about it. Thank you for journeying with us in Creating Well. If you're interested in supporting us, join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash createwell. Our Patreon followers will have exclusive access to monthly live Q&As, extra photo content, and giveaways. Thank you to our first patron executive producer, Susan Anderson Nelson. And this week's featured song is Studio Apartment by Elizabeth Moen. But this happens all the time. Bad day, bad night, good time. Oh, this beer, I guess it's nice. Same joke, small talk, and longing. Oh, wow, you seem just my type. Push me away if you loved me. Sure, we can. Little bird of mine Finish that thought in the morning Or the afternoon Like to think I know better than I do But I do this all the time too The worries I won't fall
Tennis working both with me.